Hey y'all, welcome to the First Responder. A podcast all about responding to life's needs. This show is a whole situation, but your host DeAndre will bring you the tips and tools to change your life. It's drastically changed my life. It's amazing. Listen, my whole family loves it, man. So sit back, relax, and put a prayer on it. The show starts right now. Yes, ma'am. I made it. I love you. Oh, my goodness. You guys, welcome to the First Responders Podcast, Season 2, Episode 1, Conversations from the Heart Series. And it is Deandra, your host of the First Responders Podcast. And I am joined today again (laughs) <laughs> by the bougie black mama hello miss kimberly davis hey 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 how you been girl quarantine is hell <laughs> listen <laughs> i have never experienced anything like this and i don't ever want to experience <laughs> it again it's i can write a whole book about since we got out in March and, and everything just went left, I never thought I would be surviving a pandemic, but we making it. We making it. We are. <laughs> you know, I was thinking, I'm like, it's almost been a year since our road trip that uh-huh. we inaugurated last year. And we said we would take a road trip every year because we wanted to be teachers that traveled. Yep. So we were, we wanted to do a treehouse experience. Remember with, that? With the kayak in it. We was like, how are we going to get our suitcase? Because we know how we pack. We pack like we going away forever. We was like, we don't know nothing about kayaking, but we going to get to that treehouse. I was so excited. I was telling somebody about that today. And, and yes. Corona just took our treehouse. I'm very disappointed in you, COVID. But- yes. And you know what? The, here's the thing you know, responders, when dealing with Kimmy, that's what I call her, (laughs) I basically, I leave her finding all the restaurants, because Kimmy is a foodie, she loves Mm -hmm. to eat, she's going to have us at a chic restaurant, Mm -hmm. but then I'm the one that gets us (laughs) into these awkward, (laughs) but interesting situations. Tiny houses, yes. Hey, (laughs) yeah, we were in a tiny house last year in Waco, Texas, because I thought that I was going to run into, um, I, I thought I was going to run into Joe. And Chip. Chip and Joe. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to see them, Kimmy. But we had <laughs> such an amazing time. We did. And then on, we, we just took this road trip. And then, I mean, in the middle of a hurricane, we didn't know the hurricane was coming. We did not know. And we were <laughs> we were so close to catching it. We made it. We got in the bed. And as soon as I closed my eyes, the hurricane was, was <laughs> God looks out for his people. He wanted us to yes. experience that tiny house. So it yes. was, I'll we never stopped off it. in New Orleans because yep. I'm from New Orleans, born and raised. <laughs> Bless your heart. You got stuck there. Yeah, so, like was worried. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Your family was like worried. And they, you know, my mom talked to your mom, like, she's fine. I got her. You know, and we had our little uh, I don't know what that was, hurricane party. Yep. We was dancing, <laughs> me and mama was dancing. I will never forget. I will never forget <laughs> those memories. And I will never take traveling for granted again. Never I miss it. I miss it so much. I miss it truly. But I'm just not in the space right now to mentally travel. You know, I just, you know, having a kid, I just don't want to put myself, you know, kind of out you, there. You, like you, that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. you know, both of us have birthdays coming up next month. Yes. So it's just like, what are we going to do? Are we going to like party in our pajamas? Like- well, I'm going to do, I'm going to do a plant pull up. You know, I love plants. So yes. I'm going to do probably starting like noon. If anybody wants to stop by, I'll be sitting on my porch. I just I just did my porch over. That was the first project I finally did during quarantine. Like, and that that just happened last week. We've been in quarantine since March. I okay. have not had any motivation to do anything, but I okay. finally did my porch. <laughs> so I'm just gonna sit out there 
and people who want to just stop by my friends my family bring me a plant and I'm going to name the plant so let's just say DeAndra brings me a plant I'm going to call that plant DeAndra so it's gonna I gotta be... make sure it's a cute plant yes and I say if you want to bring me a pot that's fine too but well um, I'm ahead of the game I'm ahead of the game I got you a pot last year I'm so excited I love yes. I mean it's crazy how that has become my my really my really my place of peace plant so I'm gonna just do that you know I have some little music playing some little air green playing on the porch but oh I'm just gonna sit out there and just you know embrace my new age you know so yes that's yes. the best I can do. And I said, and I don't to really be appreciative that we're alive, you know, that we're here, that we're mm-hmm. here and we're surviving something this different, something that's so abnormal. You know, a lot of people are not doing well. You know, I have my day that I yeah. put through really, really, really hard because I think what's going on with, you know, me is now, you know, I don't, I don't, I'll talk about motherhood all day. I'm not going to give the whole roses and, you know, butterflies about motherhood you're with your kid 24-8. You know, you did mm-hmm. have that small little break where they did go to school, you went to work. You had a safe, safe balance that helped you mentally. But with motherhood, you know, right now, because of everything going on, it's like you and your kids all day. And mm-hmm. I tell you, you got to have a, you gotta have patience. And since we're teachers, we have that patience. So it ain't really tipped us over the edge as much. But, you know, I can only imagine other 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 um other people who are dealing with you know a lot of my girlfriends are dealing with you know they have multiple you know three four oh, yeah. kids so just surviving that you know just maintaining that and getting through that during this whole quarantine it's been an experience it's been an experience and I know everything passes I'm one of those people who nothing stays the same so you know we'll get we'll get through it it's just realistically it it, it has gotten to me <laughs> Well, you know, people think I'm crazy because, you know, I already have two kids and I'll go get another child. Uh-huh. But um, I, one of my jobs, you know, I, I, I work many jobs. Mm-hmm. But um, that quarantine, <laughs> yes. That hustle music, that little way. That I, that I, do. You. That I have music. goals. <laughs> I got goals, sis. Yes. But, you know, I will say, you know, it has been a rewarding experience mm-hmm. for me to be a caretaker for um a young girl with autism okay and you know you know some people may say oh sit back and count your blessings but i'm actually sitting back and counting my rewards yes oh because mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know i am learning so much from her yes and mm. how she communicates so uniquely okay. like yes. she can't speak to me uh-huh. but we still have our own language yes you know I know what she needs she knows how to communicate to me what she needs and I'm able to just learn just that it doesn't matter what state of mind you're in you know always remain present remain oh, yes. grateful you've taught me that yeah mm-hmm. you know and so people are like girl you have the patience of Joe how are you gonna get an extra kid Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you know, I, I really believe it's my calling. I do. And mm-hmm. I totally enjoy learning with her. Okay. Um, even though, you know, I am a teacher, I mean, I'm always like Googling different things. And, uh-huh. Okay. What free apps do they have? Because she loves the iPad. And I just mm-hmm. don't want her to just listen to the iPad or, you know, I want to have educational things. What can uh-huh. we both engage in? Uh-huh. And so just finding conversation apps in order for us to have conversations with uh pictures mm-hmm. and her pulling mm-hmm. down the picture to communicate with me, uh-huh. which is similar to one of the, one of the um, applications that they use in the school system. So mm-hmm. it has just been a reward. Mm-hmm. When we go out in public, of course, we get the looks. But I say, honey, we are celebrities. I say, if we didn't matter, they wouldn't look. <laughs> and, and, we, and I'm like, hey, child. You know, and I claim her like she's my own. I'm like, yeah, that's my daughter. Uh-huh. She, she's very unique. Mm-hmm. You know, and mm-hmm. right now she has an obsession with pencils. Okay. So you will find little pencils hidden all over the house. And I and I ask her, where's your magic pencil? And we go and find the magic pencil. Mm-hmm. And, That's a gift. You know, it's just it's awesome. And watch gift. my uh-huh. kids communicate with her. 
And there goes you know, herb when it comes to like they can help they can help everybody else too with it. You know, as yes. they continue to grow, as they continue to develop, they will have this kind of like my mom, she taught special ed for like 40 years. So wow. growing up, you know, since I was a kid, that's all I, you know, knew. So mm-hmm. I was very empathetic with it. I yes. understood it. You know, I wasn't that kid in school doing all crazy stuff, looking all crazy when, you know, right. when, they, when they were exposed to the, you know, did the other environment like. So they're going to be very well equipped to suggest differences, which is amazing. And that's what we need right now. You know, so much going on and so many differences and, uh, you know, with everything they're you're molding them so you know I hear you saying it's a reward and it's a reward to them as well yes it is it is okay sis what about the big news of the week students returning to school (laughs) (laughs) wait so I say teachers Teaching on the for my lord. That's what you. <laughs> Wait. Okay. I, if I have one thing I have to say, I have taken out just this week an extra insurance policy. Okay. I think that's fair. I need to make sure all of mine are still intact. I need to make sure. Yes. Everything is is still good with mine. By the beneficiaries. Yes. yes. I need to make you know. I need to make sure that's still. You know who it's supposed to go to since yes. my son is nine. I gotta, you know, make sure everything's yes. right with that. But yeah, it's it's some it's some planning that has to be done. <laughs> it, it, it's because major... I think people look at teachers as frontline workers, and we're not frontline workers. I feel like they look at us as babysitters. Tax pay like babysitters. As just you know, the word teacher is so it's such an important role that yes. I feel like it's just looked. That as because like when I'm reading a lot of the articles and I'm seeing a lot of the things, you know, kids are we are in the service of children. So yes, they are at the forefront. We want to make I, my goal is to make sure they are protected. But you, you rarely hear or read articles about teachers going back, teachers that have families, you know, teachers that have to come home every day and you know make sure that they don't bring you know things home to the to their family. So. We're just as important. And, you know, I, I, you know, when the whole pandemic started and it was like essential workers, essential workers, essential workers, I was talking to one of my good friends today who's an essential worker. And I was like, we're going back to work. Teachers are now, we're in that essential worker. Yeah. You know, we've always been that. that I, you know, I love the word essential worker now because it's, it's whenever this is over, we're still essential. I love it. You know, I never thought about it that way until, quarantine, you know, Corona happened, but we're still very essential. And now we're going back into what a lot of people have been experiencing since it started as essential workers. We're now essential workers. So what is going to be in place to protect our teachers as well? That's my main concern. My kids are always going to be my concern. I don't even have to preach about that. You know, that's why I chose education because I, I love children. Oh my God. So I'm going to always make sure their best interest, you know, is, 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 is there, but you know, what about teachers as well? I think, you know, our voice, I don't feel like our voice is always heard. Um, Also, I don't think it's ever heard. uh, Right. And, you know, when I think of Maslow's hierarchy of need, Uh you know, you have Mm -hmm. the basic needs on the bottom, shelter, food, Uh water. But a part of that platform, which is the next level up, is safety. Yes, ma'am. So before we can even, mm-hmm. you know, the socioeconomic status of our students is, you know, is so important. Uh-huh. Like before we can even get into teaching and learning, we have to make sure safety is in place. Yep. Because what happens when the school is not safe? Everything shuts down. You know, when we've, you know, seen... The, the school shootings and, you know, things of that, everything stopped. Uh-huh. You know, was anybody sitting there like, okay, what happened in 1492? No, no we were worried about lives. We were mm-hmm. worried about safety. And I was an elementary school teacher for nine years. I stayed sick. I loved it. Uh-huh. I, I loved mm-hmm. my babies. 
And even as a middle school teacher, I love my big babies. But I will tell you that schools are like a Petri dish. They really are. <laughs> yep. Everything, if you want to catch anything, go into a school, uh-huh. go into a nursing home. I mean, you know, and both of us know there are many parents that send their kids to school sick. All the time. And for their, I, for their reasons, <laughs> all the time, all the time, mm-hmm. you know, oh, take, let me give you this little Tylenol because I got to go to work. Yep. So mm-hmm. you, you going in, you know, so everyone is exposed and, you know, I'm just like, what's going to happen when let's say a whole homeroom is exposed. Uh-huh. Now you have teachers and students out. You know, missing valuable. And, that, and that's the thing that I don't think I've never read anything about that part. I read about what we're going to do when we go back. You know, the whole eating in the classroom, the mass deal, you know, the hybrid, having only so many kids come back at a time. And I've heard all, I've read it all, but I have not yet read where they discuss what happens if you're exposed to it. Dot, 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 dot is the dot. Is nothing behind the dots. I have not read anything yet where what's the plan if you're if if a whole like you said a whole homeroom is mm-hmm. exposed to it. What happens to the, the teacher got to go home for 14 days? That 14 days will pay with the kids. How how we making it work? Now the kids exactly. they going home to their parents. You know, it's nothing with it's just a whole bunch of what ifs. It's a whole lot of dot dot dot. And that's that's very, very, very concerning. It makes me anxious at times. Like I've never dealt with and I've I've dealt with anxiety really, really bad. It went away. But now trying to figure out what my school year looks like, you know, trying to plan, it's 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 indeed making making me anxious. I can only imagine for other people what is what the teacher what it's doing. Oh yeah, you know, I know we both work in two different school districts, but you know, my school district was saying, you know, the requirement is an N95 mask all day long. Uh-huh. And I recently... And is that took, the one with the, where it's the thing on the side where you can... Uh-huh. Okay. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And so I'm not sure if the school system is providing it. I don't know. But um, I took my daughter to the store with me and she had her just regular cloth mask on. And she was just like, oh, my gosh, mommy, I am getting so hot. Oh, that's why. You know, that's my she's, she's going to fourth grade. And I'm like, Riley, what are you going to do mm-hmm. if you have to sit in class like Eight this hours all day? day. Mm-hmm. And you have to go to your specials, which basically are like electives. You have to walk all around all day. And one thing about Riley, she's a rule follower. So, you know, I could just see her just being paranoid oh I'm gonna get in trouble if yeah, I take my uh-huh, mask off uh-huh, uh-huh. you know and not really worrying about the curriculum because she's so concerned about this mask yeah on the flip side being that I'm in middle school I can see the defiant part of wearing a mask yeah I can see our kids just walking up in there like what you gonna do I forgot my mask you gonna send me on that's what my girlfriend was talking about <laughs> last night she said like what are we gonna do you know I'm on the high school level so she was like is it gonna be like dress code is it like you go to right. ISS are you writing like, a referral yeah, like are we gonna write are we calling parents because the kids don't have their mask on oops I left my mask on the bus what exactly it is exactly. and that's the high school level I can't even my mind can't even fathom elementary I, could you I, imagine I, little kindergartners they'll be putting it on their heads like it's be like on their head yeah it's gonna be like they're gonna take hat. somebody's and try to put it on there it, it, it's just they're gonna share they're gonna share mass they're gonna share oh. mass <laughs> i like your words oh yours is pink oh yours is green yes <laughs> and then i think it's gonna be it's kind of like one of those situations i don't know i know for the high school level you know when everything was trying to be pushed out with the uniforms oh his mask is better than his uniform better than mine his mask is better than it's done then this is going to be a whole competition about who has the fendi mask and who has the you know uh uh beauty supply mask it's, it's just gonna be <laughs> too much that what, hasn't what? that you can't even plan for you know i get the logistics i get i i support all the hard work that is going into trying to plan it 
because the kids, I, I'm, I'm so afraid of what they're going to be like socially because yes. they've just not been around, you know, that environment so, for so yes. long. So I support it. And, you know, I, I want to go back to work for my normalcy, but it's just not to me very realistic when we're talking about a virus that is so easy to see, you know, seems like from everything that's been saying, you know, a lot still is so much all over the place. Yeah. But it seems like it's so very easy to transmit with it's a large crowd. Yes. Mm-hmm. It is it is literally out of control. And I've been reading articles after articles after uh-huh. articles. And this is my question. So when is teaching and learning taking place? I think the first 10, 15 minutes, well, two, it took us two minutes to take roll. Just two, maybe even one if you're like really good. Like me, I don't even, I'm not yelling out names no more. I, I just know them and I'm going to count, make sure everything matches up. But after that, we got to, before they come in, do we got to spray? Do we have to <laughs> right. say, give me that mask? Because that mask came from home. I, here's your mask. Like, are we going to keep masking like a little, is every kid going to have their own mask? <laughs> I don't. Because it was, I mean, you know, I got a whole, I mean, part of a whole little teacher organization, another side one. And we, you know, group chat all day. And one of those concerns was, do you want kids coming in with a mask on that they wore, that they brought from home? Exactly. I never thought about that. I never thought about that. But that's a good concern. So are we going to give them masks when they get there? And then they, then they. Like, what does that look like? And my mom communicated. She was like, you know, are they taking temperatures when the when the kids get there? She said, do you know how much time that takes to take everybody's temperature? So is school yeah. really going to start at this time? Is it going to start later? Are the teachers going to have to take the temperatures? How, you know, kind of back to what you just stated, how long of that is going to take place? And so where does that teacher student instruction, how much time do we have to even teach? Am I teaching in the mask? Because I can't even talk in one. I can't yes. even hear my, I go to the drive-thru, I have to pull it down. I can't even, I feel like I can't be heard in it. So am I, do they all have them on and then I don't have mine on? And can they hear me or do I have mine on? And they never know what their teacher looks like. I don't know what they look like. Like exactly. what is this all kind of, you know, pan And you know what, Jenny? Like? I also think about like today, I, I had, you know, my little bonus child and she had to go somewhere with us today. Mm-hmm. And because she has sensory issues, she doesn't wear a mask. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I tried to put the mask on her and she got so aggressive with me. Uh-huh. Because she couldn't communicate with me like, that hey, what are you doing? It. Uh-huh. And she's like, look, I mean, I don't wear this normally. What are you doing? What is this? And so uh-huh. her mother told me, you know, she said, I know she would get served better in the school community. Yes, However, uh-huh, I agree. My daughter is not going to wear a mask. Uh-huh. And so I have to sign her up for digital learning because she's not in, she's going to be exposed to something. She puts her hands in her mouth. Uh-huh. You know, it's all a part of her stimming and just, you know, yeah, a part uh-huh, of the way. Other things. Uh-huh. Right. So, it, you know, it's sensory. So she's like, there's no way I can sign my daughter up to go inside of a school. Now I've heard and, that concern. Yeah. I've heard that concern with my mom doing it for so many years. She did yeah. communicate like, I wonder what they're going to do about the kids, you know, who and have needs. Um, yes. Like what, what is their plan? Because they're not, it's just not. Okay. So, okay. Yeah. Okay. So let's just say, okay. So we, okay, cool. We're going to put them back. No, we have the option to keep them at home. But, you know, you have people who are trained in the school system to help them yes. in school, period. But now they're at home. Mom doesn't have those trained yes. you know, skills, education. They have the, you know, the skills to, you know, make sure their basic needs are met. But as far as teaching them and, you know, things like that and accommodations and mom has to work. So what about our kids who who, who have those extra, you know, they need those extra needs. I was always concerned about them when we shut down in March and like, you know, logging on and online teaching because our yes. family, we had to get on every day and teach. So my my kids with needs, they, I never saw them on there. They, you know, and I got it. You know, I didn't fail them. Or, you know, I didn't, you know, you know, try to ridicule, you know, them or the parents because it's like, 
you know, you work so hard with them when they're when they are there and they are in inclusion. What happens to them when they go home? What happens to them and they don't know how to log on? They don't know how to, you know, that whole online learning virtual thing is a lot for just, you know, us. You know, we got really basically no training on it. It was kind of thrown at us. So I can't imagine the kids, you know, that need extra help and the pressure that it does put on their parents. So what about them? You know, you send them back like you said and they don't want to wear the mask. Okay, so now they're at home. Who is making sure that they are, you know, the whole goal in education is to learn. They're supposed right. to be learning. I don't care whether yes. they're learning social skills. I don't care if they're learning basic skills. I don't care if they're learning the Pythagorean theorem. They're, they are there to learn. So what are we doing to make sure that both, you know, online And they're meeting those goals. Yeah. Meeting those goals. And it's, I, I cannot explain how. I think about it a lot, especially the ones who have needs. Like, how are how are they doing? You know, I've read yeah. no article yet about that aspect. How are they doing? Right. Right. Who's helping it, them? Yes. What is the plan for them? You know? And they always, you know, they always get left behind, unfortunately. And that, that's always bothered me. So now we're in a whole pandemic. And, and we're talking about online. And they need so much extra assistance while they're there. What's what is the plan for the extra assistance when they're at home? Yes, I've not yes. read anything about that yet. I, I have not either. And for the big question, I think this has been like a big question for so many parents. Uh, have you chosen to send your child back in person or digitally? Well. I have the luxury. <laughs> I sound okay. like, I just feel so like, oh, everybody's going to be like, oh, I hate her. But since my mom's retired, I mean, his dad made the decision to homeschool him. So my mom's going to homeschool my son um, for the okay. upcoming school year. So she's going to put him on the schedule that I'm on. So allegedly, I'm supposed to go back August 24th. The kids will go back online September 8th in person. So my mom's going to do everything, you know, she's researched a lot. So I just have that, you know, that, that blessing, that return. Yeah. Like we talking about earlier. So I'm very thankful for that. I'm excited to see how it's going to go. You know, of course it is going to be some few barriers because it is his grandma. So we're going to try to work through those kids, you know, right? his grandma teaching them, but we're going to, um, we're gonna we we just have that you know we just have that this is such a blessing you know I try to count them daily so it's a blessing for her to be able to just you know you know you know decide with us that she does want to she'll she'll homeschool them for us so I don't really have that you know that it's really not even a concern for me right now but as a parent who may not have had had the option for my son to be homeschooled by my mom and I work I might would have done online, but it would have been my mom doing online for him because Amazing. I have to go to work. Uh, okay. And you see what I'm saying? Yes. It would and have I'm to be somebody interject. facilitating the yes. online. I can't do it because I have to Because we're work. working. Uh-huh. Yes. And, and you know, for my two heartsy heartsies, my son, Caleb, mm-hmm. who's a rising seventh grader, and my daughter, so Riley, who's a oh, <laughs> girl. So Are you probably could leave them at home and just quit the phone and lie if you didn't want to go yeah, to somebody jail. Somebody called d Yeah, if they, right. you didn't want to go to jail, they can right, be right. they are so smart, okay? Since I really appreciate you. I, I, I pour <laughs> my whole self into them and probably... A, a whole nother half of herself, but I have chosen chose I have chosen digital uh-huh. for them okay. um, because of the anxieties they've been experiencing with COVID. Started, yeah, yeah, and I'm just like, babes, listen, you know, with the the numbers rising, we may end up online again permanently, uh-huh. you know, or for at least the the whole semester. So I'm gonna go ahead and just start you guys out that way. And, you know, I've heard from different parents in the community, well, my kids say they want to go back to be with their friends. And I'm like, okay, but they're social distancing. So how are they with their friends? I guess on the school bus, you know, I I mean, I'm not sure. So, you know, I I, want to say safety 
over their wants. Yeah. As far as, you know, I'm still working out. Um, who's going to be the online school facilitator? Okay. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. We we may be down there with your mama. Okay. Somebody. <laughs> Just so defects won't come knocking. Somebody right. can, they can they like, can handle mama, it. Mama, can you just stay here? I look, I can reteach whatever they don't understand when I get home. Uh-huh. So, but I'm willing to, you know, to take that leap of faith. But yes, we're definitely um I've chosen online okay. and I'm comfortable with it. And I, I just think, you know, it's it's a major choice, especially for teachers, because we know we have to go back on the battlefield. You know, you and battle work. with COVID and mm-hmm. teach, and you know, and what are we gonna do with our sweet babies? So that's what I chose, and I'm just praying everything just works in favor. And yeah, I've been trying know. to be that way. I've been trying to really just keep be realistic. I'm one of the real people. I'm one of the real people. I pray and go to therapy now. I, I keep keep it smooth balance. <laughs> yes, but they real now because it's yes. real. It is real. It is real. I, I need to make an appointment with my therapist. I need to make yeah. sure that I'm going to be very aware. As long as there are precautions, in, I need to know what is what is what is what is what. If I feel very safe, I feel very, you know, this is what we're doing when they enter, when they leave or whatever. You know, long as I feel like I'm safe, I don't have a problem with it. But when it feels like my son made the whole go back to school thing, now, now wait. Now I'm getting a little paranoid. Like, wait, now I'm getting a little, exactly. you know, because, exactly. you know, but I just need to, like, I communicated to someone before. I said, I am going for myself. I'm going to put a, um, get one of my good friends who's very good with their hands, build me, they don't know it yet, but they're going to do it. <laughs> build me a, um, <laughs> like a, you know, kind of like the nail salon, they're doing like a plexiglass around mm-hmm. my desk. I'm not playing about that. I'm not even trying to be funny. I'm making a whole little project. My kids can sign their names on it. Oh, yeah, it's fine. But why? That's something we all should have. Yes. Yes. Nobody said that at all. Like, it should be some, you know, the people who work for the county while we're doing pre-planning, they should be going around, putting it on everybody's desk. So that's where my concern comes in as far as the whole real logistics of the safety. I shouldn't have to have someone come in and put that in for me. That should yes. be already done for me. So why am I making the necessary precautions for myself? Yes. Yes. When it should are that should be something mandated across the board. If teachers yes. are going back to school, just like you know, when they said everything had to open back up, forget a thermometer and and, and a mask. I need what what are we doing to protect our teachers? I have yes. not read anything about that yet. Again, I love yeah. my students. I love my kids. I know that it's a major concern. We are in the service of children. But what are we doing to protect our teachers as well? So that's the only thing I can think of to kind of help me, you know, with feeling safe. And, you know, because I got to go to work. Like, we can talk all day back and forth about, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm just going to call a thing a thing. I have to go back to work. Because I have bills and I have a lifestyle I like to live. You know, I don't want yeah. it to cost me my life, but I have to be realistic. I have to provide for my, you know, for my son and my family. So I just want to make sure that there are some things in place that protects teachers as well. Now, when you think of the bougie black mama, mm-hmm. um, I definitely, when I think of the bougie black mama, I think of fashion, okay? Mm-hmm. And I think... Um, something we both have in common is our school fashion. Oh yeah, I love it. <laughs> yeah. I was so excited buying a few little things, thinking I was going back to work because it's always <laughs> gonna be over. I already got my first day of school, whether I'm gonna be online or whatever. It's a cute little red little dress with some flowers. Mm-hmm. But a little mm-hmm. birdie told me you posted on Facebook a, 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 you released what your new attire is gonna look like when you oh, go yeah. in the building. I'm wearing scrubs. <laughs> It's easy to wash. It's easy yes. to my my thing is, and I and I was very I was for real about that. My thing is sanity. Yes. I'm real big on my mental. And 
if I'm already going like my sister posted under it somewhere, she was like, you know, I'm wearing a I'm wearing a sweatsuit, something to fight for my life. <laughs> if I'm going, literally, if I'm gonna go into that environment and you know still be of service to children, I have to create something that helps me mentally stay sane. Mm-hmm. Me waking up worried about what I'm finna work, what to work is not finna be it. No. Me going in there knowing that I'm finna have to sanitize, I'm about to have to be on mass duty. I'm going to have to be on recording myself possibly for the kids who have to be at home. I'm going to be working overtime. Yes. What they call that time and a half when people have to work on holidays. <laughs> yeah. We're going to be in there working. I'm going to have to be comfortable. And I just feel like, you know, I might throw a school shirt on with it so it won't look too, you know, <laughs> extreme. Like, like what is Miss Davis doing? I'm going to have with my makeup. I'm going to have with my Ruby Room, my MAC, my red lip. You know, I'm going to be very, maybe I'll make it school spirited so it won't look so weird. I don't know if a blaze is going to pull it off. I think I'm going to have too much going on. But <laughs> my goal with <laughs> going to work in the fall, if that's, if that's really what's going to happen, I have to be comfortable. And yes, I'm going to wear Crocs. I don't care. <laughs> I was going to ask, like, on. are you going to put a pair of heels on with those? Crocs? No, ma'am. <laughs> I'm going to have me on some Crocs. Please, just at least, if I'm coming in here, risking my life sounds so, oh, it just makes me cringe because I never thought I would be in this life where I have to say that. But if I'm going in here, risking my life, really. Yes. to educate our youth at least let me be comfortable just yes. please let me be comfortable I yes. don't want to worry about my stockings I don't want to worry about my heels I don't want to worry about sliding out my flip flops because I had to catch somebody running down the hall without a mask on exactly. at least <laughs> at least and I, I promise you I will I will definitely wear them until somebody tells me it's not appropriate and then they exactly. have to show me in the handbook where it's not appropriate so I put a school shirt on. Okay, I'll give y'all a school shirt, but I just want to be comfortable. You know, I want to be peaceful. You know, with it, I don't <laughs> want to be anxious about it. I don't want to be overwhelmed about it. So I feel like with my scrubs, I can get you know pull up, take them off in the garage, come in my house. You know what I'm saying? It'll be a little bit easier than me going on about my everyday and just like work clothes and not being conscious enough to pay attention that I've been in the whole institution where it's been exposed to just germs and then I'm just walking in my house get you know going to my bedroom putting them you know uh uh-uh so I think it'll just work better for me to have some kind of routine as far as my wardrobe is concerned (laughs) yes and routine is awesome and before going to our final topic in our conversation something I learned from listening to another podcast um we're going to do like a breathing technique where mm-hmm. we smell the roses, mm-hmm. we breathe in, and we blow out the candles. Mm-hmm. So let's do it together. Let's smell the roses and blow out the candles. Yes. That's ironic. That's so crazy because I just did that earlier today. I forgot what was going on. My son was just, it was, it was a lot going on. Okay. Yes. I said, I need yes. to breathe. I was on the phone with one of my friends. I said, I need to breathe. I need yes. to breathe. This is so ironic. So now I'm going to just use the whole breathe in. <laughs> yes. And blow out the candles. I do that yes. a lot when I'm, when I'm getting, when I'm getting, when I'm about to get overwhelmed, I just stop yes. breathing. Ayana taught me that. Yeah. Shout out to my girl. My yes. And there's a lot <laughs> to take in. Like we can't change the world. No. We can't. But, you know, I, I think that we could be effective with living in the world and decisions that are made on our behalf mm-hmm. and on the behalf of others. So I have a question for you, sis. I, I really do. Because oh, Lord, you and your questions, girl. <laughs> Maybe. You know, I just need to stop thinking. I, you know, it's the Virgo in me. That is, I will overthink some stuff. You know, I'm not going to come straight to the point because I will go round and round like what comes first, the chicken or the egg? Uh-huh. But my question for you is, <laughs> is single parenting a handicap? Is it a handicap? Ooh, woo, woo, woo. That's okay. the way. Okay. The, the reason I, I came up with the question is because mm-hmm. um, recently the comment 
was presented to me mm-hmm. um, that, you know, a person was like, well, look, I'm a single mama. So this is all I could do. This is, you know, this is what I, I could do. Mm-hmm. And the person was talking to me, did not realize that I was a single mother. Mm-hmm. And the person and I have been speaking to each other for months. Just, I mean, several months. And I never mentioned to her that I was a single mother. You know, I was just a mother. I was Riley's mother. And, mm-hmm. you know, when she was talking to me and talking to me, talking to me about and mentioning the comment, I asked her, I said, hey, I said, <laughs> I said so being a single parent is a handicap? And she was like, wow. I said, because, you know, if that's the case, I mean, you have a lot of married couples that are together, mm-hmm. but still, They're doing it someone on in that marriage is acting as a single parent. Mm-hmm. They're doing it you on know? their own. Mm-hmm. So how is single parenting a handicap? I think, mm-hmm. you know, it, I, I think you shouldn't use it as a handicap. Mm-mm. I think you Mm-mm. should use it as a hand up. Pretty and much, to me, yeah, yeah, and I think to me, I've, 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 I've struggled with that. I've, I've had my views on that. Um, my views are simply, you know, nobody. I don't even like the con. I don't even like the connotation, and I think that the the, the word only associates that aspect of parenting with the black community. Okay, you know, I think. You rarely hear it said in other cultures. And it's happening, you know, and it's not even happening because I'm not saying they're going out here having kids out of wedlock. Death happens. You know, divorces happen. But it's like a stigma that's placed on, you know, the black community so much that it really doesn't have to be. I, th- I think everybody's being raised. So yeah. who, who cares about whether it's the single mama you got some single dads I don't see single dads using it as a clutch or using it as a handicap you know for the term you're using I don't see them using it as much it's for some reason I don't know if it's because we're as not me but people are so help me help me you know type of thing when it comes to some women but I don't it's used I can see you saying that it is used as a handicap but I just want you to look at me as someone who's raising a son. Don't even put that, don't even put that. We are raising kids, whether you're married, whether you're single, whether you're co-parenting, whatever your situation looks like, we're all raising kids. And it's hard whether you're together, you know, both of us being married before. My son was five. I raised him with, you know, his dad in the home, you know, being married. Mm-hmm. He was five, you know, when everything transitioned. So even when we were together for those five, you know, raising him for five years, that it was a challenge. So I think it all is, is a parent is all hard. And I don't think anybody ever says, well, I'm a mom. So so why do we, you know, put that I'm a single mom and, and make it like it's something that should be, you should be kind of. I mean, I have empathy for it. It is, it is different. <laughs> the roles are yes, but I don't yes. want that to be all I am. You know, it's just something that you have to navigate. And I think, like you said earlier, it is something that you can use for your good. You know, find that inner strength and just and just call it what it is. I'm raising a son alone, and that's fine. Next, next, next caller. What else we got to do? I got other exactly. stuff to do. Than to sit I'm, here and get you know, I'm not gonna use it. Mm-mm. Oh, well, my money is tight because I'm a uh-uh. single mother. Well, then I need to find another hustle. Yeah. You know, I, I mean that I, being the I, narrative. I'm used to a certain uh-huh. type of lifestyle. Uh-huh. And you know, my kids yes, are ma'am. used to a certain type of mm-hmm. lifestyle. So, you know, whether the funds are positioned there via child support, you know, or whatever that's court mandated, or if you don't have child support at all, you know, whatever your situation may be, mm-hmm. the fact of the matter is, this is your reality. This Come is the way, way it is, and I don't have to punish the world. No, nope. I don't have to get punish crutches and walk around mm-hmm. with crutches. No, nope. right, punish the children, punish anyone who inquire about anything. You know, I have to use it as a disclaimer. Well, I'm a single mother. Mm-mm. Like, that's the first thing you see. You don't see Deandra. You don't see me for the person I am. 
you need to see me for being a single mother. Mm-mm. And I need to wear that as a badge. Nope. Like the scarlet letter on my chest. Nope. And I and it really, really bothered That's me. That's the like, last I, thing I, on know. my totem pole. That's the last thing you're gonna know me yes. as. You're gonna know me as mama. You gonna I don't yes. even I don't even I was watching, I forgot what it is since we've been in quarantine. It was Big Little Lies. I think that's the one where, you know, they were all these high, you know, high women in society or whatever. And one thing that stood out to me the most was um, one of them said, we're all struggling as mothers. Yeah. Some just have more money than others. Come on. Preach. So, meaning I can get a nanny to cook that food. I can get a, <laughs> a nanny, I can get a maid to come in here and clean up. We all still struggle. So, whether you single whether you marry, and that's a blog that I started way before we went on quarantine. We're all at the end of the day, mothers. I'm yes. still probably, I still would have been doing the same stuff I was doing as far as my son is concerned, busting my behind whether I was married yes. or not. This It would have looked the totally same and it's something that I hope someone can relate to when I was in therapy. I was like, I feel like I'm doing everything after my divorce. I said, I feel like I'm doing everything. My therapist had to remind me, no, you were doing all that when you were married. It, it Nothing's changed. Exactly. No, nothing has changed. Exactly. So quit trying to, like you just said, paint that narrative that you're, do, air quotes, doing everything. You were doing that when you were married. Yeah. So now, you know, you're, you're co-parenting now and it looks like you're doing a lot because he's not in the home, but you were doing that when you guys were married. So I say all that to say it's not as heavy as we want to make it. I don't want to discredit anybody whose situation is probably different than mine and they they don't have that co-parenting support. So I don't want to, I'm not mm-hmm. bashing anybody. It's just at what point do you want to make sure that that's not all you're remembered as or that's not yes. all that you are, you know? Yes. I, 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 I grew up in a two-parent home and I love yeah. my dad to death but my mama what I saw her do she held us together yeah. no discredit to me you know they're the financial and they're the supporters but what I'm saying is whether you're married or whether you're single your role as a mother when that child is conceived you're a mom yes, it ain't no single it ain't no rich it ain't no I'm better. My, it, you're, we are all mothers, and I hopefully at some point wish that whole thing would stop. I know a lot of people when I talk to some of my friends that are married, and it kind of bothers me at times. I don't really let it get to me, but they'll say how they're doing so much. They're doing so much, you know. Their dad has to do this and that, and then they'll say like, "I didn't. I, I'm not. I'm. I'm not supposed to be." He make me feel like I'm a single mama. Like, what does that mean? Mm-hmm. We're mm. all technically doing it on our own. Let's be mm. real. We have the support. We mm-hmm. have the dad that may run some bath water every now and then. And I'm not even <laughs> knocking dads. I didn't even, my ex-husband, I didn't even make him, I didn't even trust him with that role <laughs> of making sure he gave my child five milliliters of, of Benadryl and not 10. I'm the mother. <laughs> So it's not even about that. You know, when they come, I think they're there for support and they're there to help. They're great with discipline. But when it comes down to it, he gonna come to you about what to do with the kid. And that's just a natural thing. So I think at the end of the day, I started to say we're all mothers. Yes. And it's it's not a handicap if you're doing it alone. It is. It's okay. It's hard. Yes, sometimes it does. But I think parenting is hard. I don't, I don't, single mothers may get it a little bit harder, but I think collectively, whether you're with someone or not, parenting as a whole is something that no one can prepare you for. So whether you're, I don't think single mom and using that as a, Every you want to you want to turn to that every single time. It's just like at some point you have to just say I'm a parent and I'm just gonna make sure that my child has the best. Yes, and put it and, down and, and let it walk. Yes, I love it. Put it down and let it walk. Put it down and let it walk. 
All right, bougie black mama. <laughs> These kids got to be raised. You know, my thing, yes. I'm back. we got kids to raise. I don't yes, care how I'm do. raising them. I don't care who here helping or who ain't. <laughs> I got to raise my kids. So I'm not going to exactly. sit here and talk about what I got that ain't got the whatever. I got to raise my child. And that's the yes. end of it. Exactly. And that's whether you're married or whether you're single. We got kids to raise. To raise. And, and, and the more time we spend on, I'm a single mom. Da, 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 I got the, I can't count. You know, I got the, we we missing out on life. You said that a long time ago, being present. <laughs> so that's yes. taking up too much energy. I can't fester. I can't fester in that. Like, I, I just. It's taking up too much energy. <laughs> Talking about that all day. Who wants to talk about hashtag single mom? It's, who cares? Right. We're parents. We're just all trying to figure it out. And, Yes. I support it, y'all. That's really my movement. My movement for Bougie Black Mama is making sure all moms are happy, especially, you know, because being doing it on your own can take a toll, but we got to pull ourselves up out of that. We got to rise up out of that. I don't care if they involved or not, you know, whatever. You still be out here. You still be fly. You still do your thing. <laughs> you know, you yes. people don't even need to know. Like like you said, the lady even know you was, you know, you didn't even, you was doing it on your own. Let's wipe that whole thing clean and just be out here as mamas. Forget all that other stuff. Yes. Let's be yes. out here as mamas yes. who who doing the darn thing when it comes to raising these kids. Let's drop that whole stigma. stigma. I can't stand it. I don't like it, but I feel like I said I feel like it's only prominent in the in the African American American community. Well, it's I like mean, we sit thing- on it more. You see what I'm saying? We like you said, use it as a handicap more to me I don't know maybe I'm wrong but it's just so maybe that's what society has done to us you know we uh, mm-hmm. we talk about black lives all day but it seems like <laughs> it, it only hits us home we hear it mm-hmm. more as a handicap in our own community and maybe because our resources are different but it's a lot of people out here who are single mothers and not because that's what they chose just because that's what life gave them like I said death, exactly. widows, you got widows you got death you got divorces you got situations you know that just happened out of nowhere. So I think if we're at some point where we definitely need to rise above it and just raise our kids. Some people choose it. You know, some people don't want no man. They like, where's the donor? You know, <laughs> listen, let me, we didn't talk about that group of people. So, you know, since I look, I think that's another podcast episode. <laughs> oh, we forgot about them who just like, I don't want no man. But, you know, we just got to ride. This is my whole. I said all that to say. Let's just rise above it and just, just, just raise, just raise these children. And you know, as a friend, that your friend Deandra is a very solution or oriented oh, person. Yeah. You know, you come to me with an issue. I'm like, okay, this is the issue. You know, this let's the find the solution. Period. The conversation is not going right. to last long. <laughs> right. Exactly. And, you know, and I may dissect what you're saying, you know, and I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, but did you look at it this way? You do or, it all Okay, time. so you yep. perceive it that way. But mm-hmm. what about this? And how are we going to create, you know, and just let's come up with a solution because we can go round and round and round all day. And like you say, just dwelling yep. on what the problem is, or this is the situation yep. I'm in. But what Ooh. is the solution? Oof. Yes. As you get older, that's what life needs to be about solution based things. And I think that's kind of what helped me because I was that person that was said, you know, this is, this is, this is, I'm single, I'm single, my da da da. At some point, I said, no. When it was time to write up that parenting plan, let me let me let me make sure this works. <laughs> let me let me get some clarity. Let me get some focus and yes. see how this can possibly work where, you know, I can have some support. If I would have just sat there in it and dwelled on it, like you said, I'm doing this by myself. And I did creep up a lot. But what mm-hmm. stopped me, I remember when I was in therapy, I said, I feel like I lost my family. And my therapist said, Y'all are always be family. And that's kind yes. of something that dinged to me. Like, he got a daddy. <laughs> I'm not yes. doing this by myself. <laughs> Kim, quit, like you said, quit acting handicapped. Quit acting right. like you, now you all take them to school every day or y'all, but it's okay. You still have an enormous amount of, you know, support, whether that's his yeah. dad, whether that's his grandmother, whether that's my mother, my friends, my, you know, he got two aunts, you know, he got an uncle. 
he got an older cousin who, you know, makes sure if, if, you know, you know, his grandma can't, you know, Kim, ch- get out your little pity party. Like he's exactly, <laughs> exactly. And, and, and see how you're going to make this work for you. And I think that's why I started my blog too. I know my son is one of the happiest kids because I made a vow to him to, despite what I was going through and, and feeling like I was doing this on my own. I had to find some peace with it. Like you said, I had to come to reality with it mm-hmm. and I had to find my happiness. And I know my son would not be as happy as he is. If I stay in that pity handicap mode of I'm doing this by myself. Oh yes. That's oh, draining. Yes. It is, it, it's, it's so important. And oh my goodness. I can't wait for the listeners to hear this podcast episode. Pull yourself out of it, man. Pull yourself out of it. It's 2020, man. I know we're going through a lot, but we got to pull ourselves out of Selves out. And we have nothing but time. Whole lot. You know, my, uh, my son loves relish on his hot dog. And we were, we went, we went to Freddy's and we drove through the line and the lady forgot the relish. She said, mommy, I, I just, I got to have relish on my hot dog. I said, okay, we ain't got nothing but time, number son. Time. Let's go sit back in the line <laughs> and ask for some relish. You know, nothing but time. Nothing but time. We don't have to rush life. Mm-mm. You know, I think we were put on pause to reflect on, you know, all of our blessings mm-hmm. and enjoy and love life and the small things that we never kind of knew that we needed. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite pastors, um, Pastor Sarah Jakes Roberts. Oh my goodness, I'm always sending you different messages from her. But something she said, well, she says a lot that's super, super important. But something she said in one of her messages was that we don't do backwards, we do better. Oh. And that was that, I, that I really agree. stuck with me. We can go backwards all day. But what are we going to do to do better? How are we going to do better? So, you know, I, I, I thank God for Pastor Sarah Jakes Roberts and the words that she blesses us with. And, you know, I, I just feel as though, you know, we, we have to continue to do better. Well, oh, my goodness. The Bougie Black Mama, you are a blogger. You are a fashionista. You are a just a burst of sunshine and oh, motivation. Thank you. It's, it's, I, it's, I get that a lot. And I, I appreciate it because people don't even, sometimes I have to tell myself, sometimes I have to go back and read my own blogs. <laughs> so <laughs> to inspire me, you know, it, you know, it ain't always yes. inspiring every day, but I appreciate that. No problem. And I feel a new blog coming soon. It's coming. So it's coming. It's coming. It's coming. It's coming. It's coming. It's coming. Oh, it's coming. Yeah. I got a lot to say. I just got to put it. It's coming. I think it's going to be something or the aspect of what you kind of just said. You have to pull yourself. Pull yourself or push yourself. I know I've had yeah. to push myself a lot during this quarantine to just get out the bed. Just to, mm-hmm. you know, make the best out of each day. So something's coming soon to inspire and encourage people during such a time like this. and such a year like this. We're in the, the half the year. I think our wow, year, yes. year is going to end like this, but my favorite my favorite saying is nothing stays the same. And I can, no. I can attest to that from a lot of things that I've experienced and that had, has yeah. gotten better. So I know I'm going to travel again. I know I'm going to be at work safely again. I know I'm going to, you know, but just right now, like you said earlier, we're just on a, we're just on a pause and we got to push. If you don't push yourself no other time, you got to push yourself kind of real hard right now so it's something just to inspire I know I need to probably drop it and for mothers you know as well that's kind of because I know I was kind of like am I doing should I be teaching my son right now should he be in summer school should I be doing like you know so we beat <laughs> ourselves up all the time because we think it's always something we're supposed to do with our kids mm-hmm. so I just want to you know put something out there to inspire so something's coming soon real soon <laughs> well Soror, because you are my sorority sister. <laughs> yes, the illustrious Al, Al. Yes, sorority incorporated. So, where can we find you on social media? 
You can find me at, so my Instagram is bougie underscore black. And bougie is B-O-U-J-E-E underscore black underscore mama, M-A-M-A. And on Facebook, it's just bougie black mama. Same spelling, no underscores. And um, my blog is bougieblackmama.com. Amazing. Well, listeners, my responders, on behalf of the listeners and responders, I would like to thank you and I love you. And until we speak again, (laughs) (laughs) till next time, talk to you soon, Bougie Black Mama. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. It was good catching up. It was good. It was great. Okay, bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>Thank you for listening to The First Responder. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. For more information and updates, make sure to check out our Instagram at The First Responder. We look forward to having you join us next episode. Take care.